The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid Atlantic Voiceover and Antland Productions. Hi, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. The holidays are right around the corner. Can you believe it? Are you guys ready? Have you done all your Christmas and other holiday shopping? This has been the strangest year on so many levels. Teaching virtually has been such a weird experience, and it's taken a lot to get used to it. I've had to figure out all the little details of how to use Zoom, how to improve my office lighting, (laughs) how to be home all the time, and still get work done with my children around. There have been challenges for sure. Wearing a mask has now become a part of our daily life. We wash our hands and therefore apply lotion more than ever. And I think a lot of us have realized that maybe there were some things in life we took for granted before this whole COVID pandemic hit. 2020 will leave a lasting impact on all of us. But if we keep a positive mindset, work hard, and move forward, we will be unstoppable! Speaking of unstoppable, my special guest today is just that. Bev Standing is an extremely talented voice actress, a territory controller for Canada with Gravy for the Brain, and she has a great Facebook group called Hashtag Watercooler Voice of Her Chat. Having spent a number of years in the CBC studios as a production assistant in radio drama, Bev has gained the experience that has taught her to respect the importance of professionalism and timing. Add to that nine years in marketing just to round it off. Some of her training includes VoiceWorks, Second City Toronto, Pirate Radio, Impatient Theatre Toronto, and the Toronto Academy of Acting. She has also trained with Pat Fraley, Dave Walsh, Mary Lynn Wisner, Jeff Howell, Christina Malizia, Tracy Hoyt, Everett Oliver, J. Michael Collins, just to name a few, as well as numerous courses and workshops with such greats as Susan Hart, Kim Hurden, and Ellie Ray Hennessy. Beth and I met several years ago. I think it was at one of Uncle Roy's barbecues, which seems to be where I meet everyone, (laughs) but I honestly can't remember anymore. I had the chance to take an improv class with Bev at VoiceOver North in Toronto in 2019, and it was such a great session. Bev is knowledgeable, funny, and so kind. I'm absolutely honored to have you on the show today. Thank you, Val. I am honored to be here. I really am. Thanks so much. Can you start out by telling us how you got started in the voiceover industry? Sure. My path is probably a little bit different than most in that even though I had a background, which I'll touch on in a second, in various fields, I didn't realize it until one weekend I decided to be busy because I it was just a really tough time in my life and I didn't want to be at home, be sad. So I looked up a bunch of courses online and found, out of the blue, a voiceover workshop for the weekend. And so I signed up without even thinking, and I went down, and I was mic shy, and I really didn't know anything about it, and I didn't care. I just needed to be doing something, and I absolutely fell in love. It was so much fun because I wasn't looking at it as a business. It was just something fun to do, and when I was there, as everybody knows, you know, you have to be in the moment and become a character, and you have to do all these things, so when you do that, my home life didn't factor in at all. So I took some more courses and I started taking, luckily I lived near Toronto, so I was able to take Second City in Toronto and I took five levels of that and then I started taking acting classes and I just kept taking classes. And when I started realizing that you could actually get paid to do this, I have a marketing background. I used to work in CBC Radio, Canada Broadcast Corporation Radio. My dad was an advertising executive, and I used to watch commercials with him and critique them all the time. So I had all this background that kind of just fell into place. And then from there, I just kept following the stones that were thrown down in front of me. And 
the next thing I know, I do one more thing and one more thing. And the next thing you know, I actually got a job. Wow, that's such a great start. Oh, my gosh. I love hearing how people got started in the industry. It's so much fun. And there's so much more detail. I'm just going to tell you very quickly. When I went to buy a microphone, because I realized now I had done work where I'd gone to studios that I needed to have a microphone at home, I stopped at a store, an out-of-the-way warehousey type of store, and I was talking to this gentleman, and he said, oh, this is what you need. You're a voice actor? Da-da-da-da. Got me the lowest price that was quality and set me up. And then I went to pay, and he goes, oh, I don't work here. I'm a sound engineer. That's the guy at the store. (laughs) (laughs) So it it really was fate. And then he lived fairly close to me, and I went over, and he gave me software to learn how to edit. And, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. It was fate, right? (laughs) It Mm -hmm, happened. mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. Never believed in fate until this, so... Well, you're a territory controller for Canada with Gravy for the Brain. Can you tell us about the work you do for them? Absolutely. Gravy for the Brain, for those who don't know, is a voiceover learning platform. Everything is done online. We have webinars and mentoring around the world. And as Gravy for the Brain, which is headquartered in the UK, got more known and was attending conferences over in the US, and I got to know the people, as they were branching out, they wanted someone to represent Canada. So I, along with Graham Spicer, were the two territory controllers. So we host our own webinars in our time zone. We try and touch on Canadian content. Both Graham and I have mentoring sessions where we do script reads with members. Oh, that's great. I love Gravy for the Brain. They're such a great company, and it was such an honor to have them be a part of the Mavo 2018 conference, so that's really cool. No kidding. They are so transparent and honest and really have really wanted to help the industry and the, the people involved in it get better, and I think so highly of them. That's why I'm with them. Of course. Is it difficult to separate your work in Canada from your work in the U.S. financially? Like, do you have strategies for actors doing work in multiple countries? No different than any other country, really. If the client is in the U.S., I invoice them in U.S. funds. There's a little bit of difficulty. I have a bookkeeper. But you have to convert it and pay your taxes up here. But if you invoice an American client, they pay you U.S. funds. If you invoice a British client, you invoice them in British pounds. PayPal's amazing. You can set up accounts in different currencies and just have them pay accordingly. And then it becomes a bit of a logistical nightmare when it comes to tax time. But when you're starting out and you do it little bit by little bit, you learn how to do it. And then it's just more. It's not harder. Right. And having a bookkeeper probably really helps. That's my next step. <laughs> yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't do it without it. But at the same time, I used to work for this bookkeeper years ago when I had small children and I learned how to do basic accounting the manual way and, you know, on pen and paper, pencil and paper. So I have a bit of a, an understanding of it, but I can't go to the level when it gets complicated and I don't have time to do that. The other thing is to know, and Gravy for the Brain is good for this too, is that we have a rate guide. So if you want to find out what the rates are in India, go to the India rate guide. If you want to know what they are in Germany, go to the Germany rate guide. So it's very helpful. So it helps you, no matter where you're living, in Canada or wherever, to be able to bill appropriately to the countries you're working. That being said, and this gets into rates, you know, your worth is your worth and this is where you're trained and your cost of living is. But it does give you a better idea of what they may expect. Oh, that's really good to know that there's a rate guide for Gravy for the Brain. I'll have to definitely check that out. Your hashtag water cooler hangouts group in Facebook is so great. Tell our listeners a little bit about that and things like how and why you started it. It started before COVID. It started well over a year ago. And 
I thought, you know, you work from home. I'd been working from home for five years. On top of that, I live in the country. So I don't have a lot of one-on-one contact with anybody for coffee or whatever. And I'd find I'd be plugging along. I'd be marketing. I'd be researching. I'd be doing jobs. I'd be doing auditions. I'd be doing, doing, doing. And all of a sudden, you just go like you're in an office. I need a break. And you get up and you walk to the cafeteria or the kitchen support or, you know, whatever they have. And I always pictured a water cooler there. And you just talk to whoever's in the room or walks by. Just for a few minutes, it can be about work or not work, and then you go back to your day. So I opened up a Zoom room, and it became really popular, so I named it. (laughs) And and that's basically what it is. I don't encourage text threads. If you have a question, post a question and open a Zoom room and see who joins you. There's over a 1,000 members. So somebody is likely to join you at just about any time of day. I'm working on getting more and more people from around the world so that we'll have different time zones covered. But yeah, if you just say, hey, I've got a question and I need to know right now who's around and someone might pop into your Zoom room and give you a hand. That's great. That's so (laughs) cool to know. Oh my gosh. Improv is a great skill to have as a voice actor. What are some improv tips you can offer to voice actors that might help them with their auditions? Well, you know this because you attended my improv class at VO North a year ago. I took five levels of improv. And for me, it was more teaching you for on-camera stuff. And I kind of struggled. I was in a class with everybody but one other person and myself were theater majors. And their abilities and their talents were incredible. But I had trouble bringing it into the voice business until I thought, you know what? I have to be somebody else. I have to have a different attitude. I have to be in a different location. So what I do for improv is I actually become a different person. I give myself, if it's not, I could do a corporate read and give myself, I put on in my brain a suit and tie, or I put on jeans because I'm working from Zoom, or I decide I've had a little bit too much to drink and it's kind of a funny topic. So I read scripts with those things in mind, whether I'm happy or sad or a different emotion, a different physical challenge. Maybe I've got the hiccups that day. But what it does is when you're reading the script, all of a sudden it releases you from the, I just stood behind my microphone voice, you know? Yeah. So if it's nothing else, it's that. And it's you're able to just have a little more fun. Even if it's a really serious read, it just takes you out of that box. That's where I find improv really beneficial. And you can just stick some notes up on your wall for some words that trigger that. Yeah, that's such a great idea. I really <laughs> loved your class at Voice Over North. That was so much fun. And it really Thank helped you. me a lot to just kind of review the improv that I had already taken. But it was great techniques and I really use it in my work now. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm happy for that. Some voice actors really struggle with the marketing aspect of the industry. What are some marketing strategies that you've used that have been highly effective for you in your voiceover career? I've told so many people this. I have a shiny thing marketing plan. It goes against the grain of really what you're supposed to do. But when I started, my marketing plan was to audition on the online casting sites and do my best and then follow up with those clients and hopefully get them as return clients. So that was extremely successful. Staying in touch with companies on LinkedIn that you're interested in, fields that you have a background in, and get involved in talking to those people before you ever promote yourself as a talent. Just get to know their lingo and what they're doing in the industry, especially now with COVID. One of my first topics is I hope you're able to keep working in a safe and comfortable environment. And instantly you have a conversation with somebody and that will create clients. Know your markets. 
So when you are reaching out to local people, you have an idea who they sell to. And I take all that information and I put it in bits and starts as something crosses my desk. I'm not somebody that says, I'm going to spend an hour marketing today. I just can't. So I'm a little, like I said, I'm a shiny thing marketing plan and I have great ideas and they're on a list. (laughs) (laughs) My to-do list is getting longer. Yes, I totally understand that. I completely get where you're coming from. It is tough to say, for me as well, it's tough to say I'm going to spend one hour on marketing because honestly, I probably spend way more than that every day just simply for the fact that it's, you know, for Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver, I spend a lot of time marketing for that. I don't know if I ever spend enough time on me as a voice actor marketing for myself. That's where I need improvement, I think. Well, and that's part of it, right? And staying connected and being involved in the community, whether it's other voice talent or clients, getting to know your clients, making notes, having a CRM, which, by the way, Gravy for the Brain has. Um, <laughs> so, and, and it's important to start right from the beginning. It's a lot easier to start inputting information. And they may be a client you've spoken to that hasn't hired you yet. But make a note if they've said, oh, the dog's barking. Can you hold on a second? They have a dog. You know, that's all part of a marketing plan. That's really great advice. What are three goals that you have for yourself to accomplish over the next few months in your voiceover career? (laughs) To shorten my to-do list. I I would love to get my to-do list in an organized fashion that I could actually start attacking some of those things. I desperately want to start my year off organizing all the pieces of paper and information I have taken from training where I've made manual notes from way back and sort out contracts I've signed with people instead of just having them electronically attached to some file and get a little more organized that way. So that for me is something I need to do. Other than that, I think I just need to have a better life-work balance. I've been working really, really, really hard, and I put work above everything else. So if something comes in at 7 at night and we're watching a show, I go, I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'm getting better to even have my phone and say, can I submit this in the morning? <laughs> yeah. And 90 to 8% of the clients go, oh, absolutely. But at least then they know I've received the email, and it didn't take too long to send something like that. So work-life balance for me, make it a work day and then have some time at night. You know, when you're self-employed, you get to pick which 16 hours a day you work. But at the (laughs) same time, yes, I want to scoot out to a store if I have to in the middle of the day because I can. And I will work at night to make sure my clients get their work on time. But at the same time, I have to learn to stop and say my day is done. So. That's kind of a goal. That's maybe the biggest goal. Yeah, I'm not good at that either, honestly. Like, I really work all the time. Like, (laughs) I know. That's, I knew you'd get that. Well, and it comes down to you, and I've talked about this. I love what I do. It doesn't feel like work. It really doesn't feel like work. Exactly. If you had the chance to interview any actor in the world, who would it be and why? And what would you talk about? I think I had an actor, and he is still alive, that I always said I would love to meet. And that would be Dick Van Dyke. And I don't know what I'd say. I think I just connected with him growing up. I watched him in the movies. I watched him on TV. I knew a little bit about his personal life from media, which wasn't all great. He came out on top. And I just he just looked fun. And he looked like he loved what he did. And I think I would still, you know love to get a chance to ask him how he is. But I believe he's 90-something, so I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity. (laughs) And I haven't replaced that person. Right. 
No, that's really cool. He would be a great person to chat with. You oh. never know. Could happen still. He might be around for a lot longer. You never know. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Now I just have to get to where he is. <laughs> yeah, you just have to figure out how to get in touch. That's always the tricky part. <laughs> that's right. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? I think if I could have a superpower, it would be to be able to see, I want to say into the future, not too far, but just as far as trends go. I think that would be a very beneficial superpower to know where our industry is going. That would be cool. But it would be cool to fly to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be really cool to fly. I feel like that's definitely my top one. Although I talked about cloning myself in the last interview I did and that that got a little out of control. I've already done that in Zoom, so I'll have to teach you how. Well, tell our listeners how they can connect with you if they'd like to get in touch. Absolutely. My website is bevstanding.com. And uh, my email is bev at bevstanding.com. And gravy for the brain, bev underscore standing at gravyforthebrain.com. Or get on Facebook and just look me up, Bev Standing. There's two of us. (laughs) There's one in England who we're friends with and me. So you should be able to find me there. And if you're interested in the water cooler, just in Facebook, look up hashtag water cooler voiceover chat. And what will come up is a picture of a little water cooler and then ask to join. And if you're involved in the industry in any aspect, you don't have to be a talent. I'll have a look. I'll welcome you in and hopefully meet in person on Zoom. That's great. I will put all of that information in the show notes so that everyone can get in touch with you that wants to. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today, Bev. It's always so great to catch up with you. Happy holidays to you and your family, and I wish you tons of happiness and continued voiceover success in the future. Live with Squacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions. Live with Squacky is a unique, interview-style podcast that dives into the worlds of voice acting and entertainment. Thanks for listening. (coughs) 